0: Hello, curiosity seekers. Welcome to Dissecting Medical History. I'm Ange. I'm a travel nurse, medical history enthusiast, and your host. If you're looking for a storytelling formatted podcast with fun and fascinating topics on history and bios, then you are in the right spot. Please note this is not in any way medical advice. If you have anything that's ever discussed in any of the podcast episodes, please seek medical attention. Now, let's get this story started. Welcome back to Dissecting Medical History. I am back with Mel. Hello. Actually, I've kidnapped her and glued her to her chair so she could be at my podcast beck and call. Yay, I don't have to go to work anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering if you were tired of fevers yet.
1: Of course not. Can never be tired of Could fever. This
0: be the last of the fevers? Is it the last of the fevers. No.
1: we have two more to go. It'll never be the last of the cowbell.
0: Uh, no, I should find the cowbell. Where's I thought that's what you were reaching for. Where's the cowbell? Where
1: are you, cowbell? There we
0: go. There we go. Now it's a fever episode. Now it's
1: a now it's a true fever episode.
0: Okay, so I hope that chair is nice and comfy. Not glued too tight. okay so have you noticed in the new episodes or lately in listening to the podcast that there's commercials yes i have noticed that so this is a new way to earn money the podcast can earn money to pay for itself yes so that's why i started doing it i get to pick which commercials go in okay there are other podcasts so they're not like a real like i'm not selling a product right but i go through and i think will a listener be interested in this like there is one for learning or practicing japanese okay well maybe there's somebody out there who wants to practice japanese yeah there's a podcast for that there there was a podcast i did not select this one but it was a podcast for the history of batman the history of Batman. That's very specific. Yeah, I think both comic books and movies, yeah. perhaps. I am not a Batman fan. I'm not either. That's... I'm not a fan of any of that comic yeah, book stuff. I, so I didn't choose, choose it. Yeah. But if there's anyone out there that is a Batman <laughs> fan, there is a podcast out there for you. Also, there is another one, like, there was a dream... I don't think I picked this one either, but it was interpreting your own dreams okay which i thought it was interesting yeah be fun i think i have it on my maybe list i don't know okay and there's others that are you know holistic life living yeah and that kind of thing okay so i tried to pick things i thought listeners might be interested in right and if you're not i'm really sorry but don't worry, they aren't going to be there forever. It changes constantly, which yeah. which ads are placed.
1: So, where does the money come from? The people that do those episodes will pay yes, you to run. They
0: pay uh-huh. for other podcasts to run their little spot. Okay, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, and of course, BuzzFeed probably gets or Buzzsprout gets their their cut too. Right. So you do, and it's like I don't know a cent, one cent per. It's really not very much. But yeah. I thought if enough, you could pay for itself because yeah. I've been doing this podcast for almost two years and I just pay out of pocket, right? Right. So I thought, well, if you could pay for itself. Yeah, at then least get it to pay for that itself. That would be great. For sure. So anyway, yeah, I thought that would be. But if any listeners are fine, it's still in the beta phase. So uh-huh. if any listeners find that there's a glitch or something wrong, or I try to listen to where it's at to make sure. It doesn't interrupt the episode too abruptly or weird. Yeah. But if it, the sound is all weird or anything, just let me know, and I can let Buzzsprout know yeah. to fix it. Anyway, okay. That you you thought it was interesting. I just started doing it this week, yeah, so I think that is a great idea. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting. I I like that I get to pick what which commercial yeah. or which ads I use. That's good. So that I'm not. You don't want something weird on there. Yeah, I don't want, yeah, I don't want people that promoting. I think there was promoting some, the wrong thing. Yeah, I think there was a roofing or a realtor, and it wasn't even like a. Re, it was weird. Oh, I, I was like, I no, I passed no. up, and I thought, oh man, the other one's going to be like this too.
1: <laughs> but it was
0: actually pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of. There was one I heard that I remember. It was the Wild West podcast or something like that i think oh yeah yeah yeah
0: i thought that one was interesting because yeah. i love the notorious
1: yeah the nefarious
0: and i thought oh that would be cool so there's a bunch of them that i saw that i wrote down that i want to go check out cool and some i did some i actually did go check out before i said yeah. yes and thought they were interesting cool okay the other thing i wanted to bring up was if any listeners want some loot Ooh, and by loot. loot, I mean stickers and magnets. I love stickers and magnets. Not a new TV magnets. or anything. <laughs> then just DM me on Dissecting Medical History on Instagram or emailing dissectingmedicalhistory at gmail.com and let me know you want some loot and I will mail it to you. Okay. Awesome. Now, on to the topic of the day. We are going to be talking more about fevers. Fever. Okay, we've talked a lot about fever, we have. but we but there's still yet more to cover. And before we get into today's fevers, I would like to talk about types of fevers. okay? So breaking things down just a little farther, we know what a fever is. Mm-hmm. But now these are kind of the different types kind of categories. So there's, yeah, there's intermittent fever,-huh. This is when a person goes in and out of a fever throughout the day, okay? Remittent fever. This is like intermittent fever, except it never goes back to baseline. Okay. It's always in some level of a high temperature. It just fluctuates. Right. It just fluctuates throughout the day. Then there's hectic fever. Oh. This is when the temperature is either intermittent or remittent, but it has a wide range of temperature. So 14 degrees of Celsius or more. Wow. Yeah. That's hectic, which I guess that would be hectic. Yeah. Continuous fever. That is when, well, kind of what it sounds like, a fever that stays with very little change throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And then relapsing. The fever is a type of intermittent fever that goes back and forth from baseline to high temperature over a day or more or even weeks. Most common with animal bites or diseases like malaria. Hmm. The reason for the distinction, dis, the reason for the distinction is that it can help with diagnosis mm-hmm. right so we've talked about so many fevers already yeah and the varying degree of types of fever mm-hmm. you know how high it is or maybe it's a low-grade fever or whatever mm-hmm. so that helps with the diagnosis as we mentioned sometimes it's very important to get treated right away and now I know to do seek help right away for shingles, After doing a little bit of that research on Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, we talked Uh, about on the other podcast, the medical uh, chit-chat, where we talked about Justin Bieber. Right, right. And he had the Ramsey-Hunt syndrome that started off with the shingles, but it's better if you get treated right away. Yes otherwise you end up with long term effects possibly yeah so that scared me so i'm going to make sure and i, I'm I also right
1: imagine and you might have mentioned this and i don't remember that shingles on the face and ramsey hunt syndrome could possibly make you go blind i would guess if it's if it's left untreated and depending on where the I don't lesions think- are
0: I, maybe shingles, but the Ramsey Hunt was more of like the ears. Yeah, okay. And the facial. The f- yeah, the facial
1: nerves. Nerves. And stuff yeah. Like that. yeah. I don't okay. remember reading. Okay. Don't
0: remember talking about eyes. Okay. Okay. Shameless plug. That was shameless for the medical chit chat. But before we go to the next fever, since we did talk about medical chit chat, let's talk about what's coming up soon. If you've been listening at all in the past year, You know a few things about this podcast. I try to stay away from current events and politics. Mm -hmm. By the way, COVID is not a politic. It's not a political issue.
1: Neither is the COVID vaccine. It's medical.
0: Yeah. Just just FYI for those who uh, think that. And I do try to stay away from politics on this. I try really hard. Mel and I tend to have a lot of tangents. I it's a conversational yeah I think podcast yeah it's definitely it's going to happen from, like the story format to more of a conversational yeah informational type of podcast and it just kind of organically happened that way yeah it wasn't intentional so I'm sorry but you really have no idea how many tangents I really cut out yes you <laughs> like, really do like the Parkinson's episode. How many
1: minutes worth of tangents did you cut out from that episode? Do you remember? Well,
0: I I think it came out to about a little over an hour, mm-hmm. and it was over an hour and thirty minutes. Wow! So you cut out so a about lot about thirty minutes tangents. worth. But the thing is, when I'm processing you, you have to go back and listen to make sure the things were cut smoothly. Right. So I do have to do that, and sometimes things aren't smooth, and right. I have to keep cutting and fixing and yeah, so that hour episode took me almost five hours wow. to process. That was so, a long time. That's almost a whole day's work. So you're welcome for <laughs> me cutting out as much as I do. It's hard because sometimes I'm like, I laugh and I'll be like, oh, that's really funny. Does it apply? Probably not. Yeah. And so I'll cut it out. Yeah. So now I've been adding them to the end. Some, some of the conversation I add to the very, very end after the music plays. So if people do like that, Funny commentary, then they can listen. But anyway, I started wanted to start this other podcast because there's a lot of tangents and stories that I find while I'm researching medical history stuff. So I write them down and I collect them, but I have nowhere to share them or what to do with them. So I had this idea to do this podcast. So, like for instance, we did a story about the. Thief Who Stole the Decapitated Heads. Oh, yeah. Really? That's not history. That no. was like a current event. Current event. But I really wanted to share yeah. it. But it was really not part of this theme of podcast. That would have been more appropriate for the new podcast, right. Medical Chit Chat, because that one is more current events. So that would have been much better. And then the first episode, we're going to talk about Justin Bieber and Tom Hanks. And it's just going to be a more relaxed... And flowy type of podcast. So Just it's having going to, conversations yeah, about it's going to interesting be Peppered topics. with laughs and tangents. Relevant topics. And uh, oh, yeah. And Roe versus Wade. Yes. So there's going to be that. But be warned, it'll be listed. So if you're not, if you're a pro lifer and don't want to listen to that, do listen to that one. Okay. All right. So back to the fever. Mm. The mm-hmm. first. <clears throat> The first fever I will tell you about is cabin fever. Cabin fever. It seems silly to add this one on this list, except that it is kind of relevant to the pandemic. Yes. And the fever is super one, relevant. Yeah. That isn't much of a physical symptom as more of a psychological mm-hmm. type of, but you can get like fever pitch, if you will, you get yeah. over anxious. Right. Yeah. So maybe that's kind of another reason they came up with the name. Yeah. It happens when someone is confined to a place for long periods of time without social interaction. And, of course, the amount of time depends on the person. Right.
1: I can go a lot longer without social interaction than a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I think I can, too. I love
1: sitting at home by myself and doing puzzles and reading and watching But you're also
0: married. So even having that other person around...
1: I guess that's true.
0: ...makes a huge difference. Yeah. Even if you're not interacting or talking... Right. It's what they call with children when they do tandem play right they're playing together but they're not playing with each other
1: right they're just kind of playing side by side exactly but it still makes a difference exactly okay
0: okay that makes sense yeah I'll buy that makes a huge difference yeah because when I'll talk about something that helps that isn't like you would not think that would help but we'll talk about it so so yeah having someone in the room does it makes a huge difference I was once stuck in Magalia, California. It's okay. just right near Paradise. Okay, Paradise is the town that got where that fire was a few yeah. years ago. It got I decimated had there. Yeah. Oh no. So one time I was house sitting, and it was a couple of years back. Well, a lot of years back. Uh huh. That I got snowed in. Oh, and I the, the car was stuck, and I couldn't get it out. So I pretty much I think it was like a week, and this was before cell phones. mm Hmm. But anyway, something like that where you're stuck in snow, that could create cabin fever. Oh, for sure. So the all right, the signs of cabin fever are boredom, irritability, restlessness, anxiety, impatience, lack of motivation, loneliness and depression, all of which can increase in intensity the longer the isolation. So people that tend to be more outdoorsy or just very active mm-hmm. socially have a harder time being cooped up. Yeah. These types would not do well in a TB isolation room for six no, weeks. No, no, they would not. No, that is the worst because you really like nowadays. You have your phone and you can yeah. FaceTime or Zoom. Yeah, but it's still not the same as as someone being there. Yeah, and and nurses, I will tell you, we do not like going in the TB room unless we have to. There's so much stuff you have to put on. There's a lot of, st- but not only that, but it puts you at risk every time yeah. you go in there. Yes. So, and yeah. you know, at the hospital I
1: worked at, because we were old school, because we were military, we didn't have N95s. I don't know <gasps> why. This was not that long oh, ago, wow. so we had to use the papper. I think I've told you this before. We had to yeah, use the papper things. I didn't realize that. So was those why. big stupid helmets. Yeah, it was really dumb. Maybe because they didn't want to do a fit test on everybody.
0: That could be. But a lot of the navy is male. And a lot. Well, do they have facial or you're not allowed to have you're facial. You're not hair?
1: allowed to have a beard. The only thing that you're allowed oh. to have is a mustache. I'm that doing a mustache really... with my finger because <laughs> you guys can't see me. It
0: doesn't really affect though the mask. So. No. Yeah, I'm not I know really sure why are used for people that do have facial, well, anyway. Okay. Yeah. So, cabin fever isn't a medically recognized condition. So, there's no standard for mm-hmm. treatment. It is more of an individual coping mechanism. Trying to occupy the brain with activities that are engaging can also help. Also trying to spend time outdoors, even if there's snow, mm-hmm. go outside. Yep. Maybe if the isolation isn't due to COVID, don't... I mean, if the isolation is due to COVID, don't be around other people, but try to go outside and get some fresh air. Yeah, some sunlight, but not too much. Yeah, I feel a little needless to say that, but, you know, Yeah. don't spread it. The other thing that i read was having a bird feeder outside the window can help so that same thing where you have a husband Uh that's in the other room the bird feeder brings another living being near you
1: during covid when we were all on lockdown we got a bird feeder we got a hummingbird feeder and then a bird feeder we put seed in and we had binoculars <laughs> and we were always out there looking. We had a bird book and oh, we were looking funny. at what what kind of bird is this? What kind of bird is that? So yeah, we definitely, I think that was definitely one of those popular yeah. pandemic activities that
0: we definitely did. That's cool. And my husband made a lot of bread. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing I read is to maintain a routine, even if you don't need to be. And to have some goals set out for yourself for the day. Yeah. So if you have some goals and you have something to work for, you're more motivated. Right. The thing I didn't have back in my housing, my house watching days, was social media. Yeah. I remember writing a lot of letters to yeah. people, but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't FaceTime anybody. Not, I even, not
1: even MySpace at I that time. I don't even know if the phone was working because yeah. I don't remember making calls. Oh,
0: okay. It was pretty, pretty, a lot of snow. Yeah. But nowadays, like I said, there's ways to connect with family and friends. Yep. But it's not the same. Then there's my favorite way to spend the day, doing something creative. Yes. This, for me, is doing crafts. But for others, it could be playing an instrument that they haven't picked up in a while, scrapbooking, putting together a vacation album, something like that. Yeah. Picking up painting that you have been, you know, wanting to do. I hear a lot of people like, I'm wanting to learn how to watercolor. There's... Programs online to teach you how to watercolor. Yeah, if you are not being isolated due to an illness, exercising is a good way to bring some endorphins to a happier mood. Mm-hmm. There are all kinds of exercises that you can do in the home, like picking up jumping gallons of water. Jacks, <laughs> yeah,
1: jumping jacks. Or my husband was doing cat judgments. litter lifts the other day. The boxes oh of cat litter because they're so heavy, he was lifting them. <laughs> Oh, wow. There's all kinds of things you can do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely one of them. So sometimes you can't help the anxiety because perhaps there's a pandemic going on and you have no idea what the future holds. A lot of people went through that in the beginning. Yeah. If things become just too overwhelming, then it might be time to seek professional help. And there's telehealth experts that can help individuals get through those tough spots. And sometimes you just need another person to talk to that's not a friend that you can just... You know, relate your anxieties and fears to right. So the next fever is called metal fume fever. Oh, metal fume fever, A.K.A. MFF, is the next one. This is one that's a risk for a very specific population
1: mm-hmm.
0: with well welding metal. Okay, it is common with certain metals, but according to the NIH website, it's most common in zinc. Oxide inhalation okay, it changes the composition of the bronchio lavage fluid in the lungs, it creates a change in the inflammatory cells in various areas of the lungs. Mm-hmm. Saying that, it means that it doesn't, it's not reversible. Oh, because you're actually changing, you're cells. actually changing the cells, yeah, you're changing things. Where, like, if you fry an egg, you can't unfry the egg. Right. Now, is
1: this something because it can change the cells? Is it causing um, issues with, like, well the talked. DNA and everything, lung cancer,
0: well, risk? It's worse than just cancer. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. So symptoms include fever, of course, coughs, sp- spitting, wheezing, chest tightness, fatigue, chills, malaise, dyspnea, dyspnea dyspnea dyspnea
1: that's always a fun one to yeah, say
0: where you're not breathing very well uh leukocytosis thirst metallic tastes and salivations like where you're just salvi- a lot of saliva yeah to diagnose they use occupational history and whatever clinical findings that they can find there is no cure i think because you cannot chemically change lungs back to mm-hmm. the way they were there's just no cure
1: Oh, is this um kind of like an interstitial lung disease kind of thing? Kind of like that, yeah. Kind of restrictive
0: so there's not sort as much of. compliance. Yeah, it's it works in that same same way. Yeah. But it's specifically because it's changing it's actually changing, bo- actually changing, the, the, changing the tissues and everything rather yeah. than congesting it. Right. So, I found one case from 2004 of a 25-year-old welder that had meningitis, pericarditis, which is, you know, around the 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 lining of the the heart. Pleuritis, the lining around the lungs, Mm -hmm. and pneumonia, pneumonitis. Pneumonitis, okay. That is inflammation in the spine and the brain lining of the lungs, the lungs and the lining of the heart. I don't know what ended up happening to him, but I'm sure he had a long road to recover. I mean, he was only 25. Wow. And I was wondering, do they give steroids for that much inflammation, Does that I imagine help? if there's a lot of inflammation
1: and steroid Sorry.
0: long-term steroid use, oh gosh. oh
1: god, yeah. Okay, Horrible so side effects.
0: I don't know what happened to him, but we're going to move on to the next fever. Okay, this one is called psychogenic fever. Hmm. It's kind of interesting. It's actually a psychosomatic fever that will present as a high fever, but basically, when there is so much stress, it starts to manifest itself. Mm -hmm. Manifest manifests itself physically. Hmm. It is said to be the most common in young women. When I read that, it reminded me of when we were talking about hysteria. Yeah, I did an episode about hysteria with the Kellogg brothers because they were trying to cure hysteria. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty common with young women, and it was blamed on female organs. What I found really fascinating with this fever is that Antipyretics don't work on it. Oh. So that's like Tylenol
1: ibuprofen things that'll right. bring you, to the, none the fever. None of that will bring the down. fever
0: down. Oh. There's a lot they don't know about the fever, but they have been doing studies on animals, which I think of course is sad. Yeah. But they stress out the poor little animals in order to normal fever. Yeah. They found that the chronically stressed animals respond the same and acute. In 1930, psychogenic fever was first described. And although we think of fever as inflammatory response, meaning that the body is trying to tell us there's something wrong, this gives off no such response. This fever might seem a little insane, but there had been an increase during the COVID pandemic. For instance, there was a case study on a guy in his 40s who had a fever and was sure he had COVID. Yeah. Yeah. He was so worried about it. He stressed himself out, and gave himself a fever. Wow! He was tested several times for COVID, which is not political, and no, other no, it is not other things as well as a standard blood test and inflammation labs. In inflammation labs, like the markers, mm-hmm. they were all normal. Mm-hmm. There was no other cause or symptom. This guy was fine, so except for he was stressed out that he had yeah. COVID. Wow! The guy went to the ED three times. Oh, my God. He was stressed. He said, I have COVID. Yet, (laughs) the funny thing is, if you keep going to the ED, where COVID cases are happening. You're going to get COVID for real (laughs) one of these days. You're going to, it's self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But he did not, he just was very anxious, despite not seeming... To be anxious, he was given an anti-anxiety medication, not mm-hmm. an antipyretic. Mm-hmm. And the fever went down. <laughs> Imagine that. His fever was the highest, was highest when he was getting the test. Okay. So I guess they okay. were figuring that out. So when he was getting the COVID test, his temperature his was temperature was even, even higher. More. Yep. Wow. It's difficult to, to diagnose this fever because it is so obscure.
1: Yeah. There is and no. And there's no marker. lab test or yeah. anything for there's it.
0: There's no fa- finite test. There's no marker. It has to be based on ruling out other things in yeah. a good history. Yeah. Having worked in the hospital for so many years, I'm wondering if this might go hand in hand with other things. For instance, I've had, I've been in um the room when someone has been going to have a risky surgery. Right. And they're very anxious, yeah. And it's just a, it's a lot. Or for for those who've just found out they have cancer, uh-huh. that's very stressful. Oh, for sure. So I'm wondering if they these types of things they get a fever, yeah. or if it's just that type of personality that doesn't handle anxiety or stress well, right? That tends to have the higher temperature. And then maybe that's why young women tend to have it, because they haven't controlled their emotions yet. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's pretty, I, I thought it was know. interesting. Okay. The next fever that we're going to talk about, and I think this is the last one, Okay. is for the day, for the episode, mm-hmm. is Scarlet Fever. Ah. This is the one people might remember from The Velveteen Rabbit. Yes. A book that was about, it's about 100 years old now. Yeah. Believe it or not. In this story, the young boy and the owner of for the velveteen rabbit comes down with scarlet fever, and rather than sanitizing everything, which they didn't really do, yeah, it's not like you throw everything in the washer and dryer, right? They would burn everything. Well, and uh, I guess that works too. Yeah, burn it down. We'll get you new toys. Yeah, he seemed rich enough, right? So scarlet fever is not very common anymore. Yeah, but there can still be some outbreaks.
1: We actually learned about it in NP school, which I was really surprised because I've never seen a case oh, of it. I don't remember maybe anything because about it.
0: You can see outbreaks still. Yeah, it's considered to be a childhood illness. It is caused by a streptococcus, aka group A strep. According to the CDC, this bacterial infection can create a scarlet-colored rash from the toxins it creates. That's how it gets the red color. It's the toxins yeah. from the from the bacteria. bacteria. It is a contagious and and can be transmitted from air droplets or by touching something that has air droplets on it i'm not sure how long it's active for on objects or in the air i know with covid they specifically were like it could be in the air for four hours yeah and like how does that work in an elevator right exactly but anyway yeah for this one is specifically droplets signs and symptoms include red sore throat a fever of 101 or higher the white coating on the tongue which is an early sign and red bumpy tongue, a red skid rash that can be under the arms or in the elbows or in the growing and a swollen lymph node on, on the neck. Mm-hmm. There can also be headaches, body aches, nausea, vomiting, and abdominal pain. I mean like your standard, Sounds awful. Yeah. Your standard. fever. But yeah, self. your standard. I think the illness. difference here is that rash. Yeah. The redness and the white thing and the, the white, white tongue. tongue.
1: Yeah.
0: Lucky for us, there's, it's fairly easy to treat nowadays. It can take about two to five days after exposure to acquire the symptoms. It isn't until day two that the rash appears, but the CDC says that the rash can appear at any time, even a week later. Mm. That, I mean, that makes sense because it is from toxins. Yeah, so it takes a little while probably so, yeah, for, just to
1: produce enough from the bacteria.
0: They also said that the skin will peel away when it starts to mm. fade. Ugh. And that it can happen out for several weeks. I think that's the worst part for me. That's pretty you don't gross. Like that. I used to love getting Skin grosses me out.
1: I did used to like to peel my sunburns. Peel.
0: And now later I'm like, oh my, how many times have I been sunburned?
1: I know. And now I'm going to get melanoma.
0: Right. Well, it runs in my family. So oh I no. Careful. Two types of skin cancer run in my family. Oh, that's so I gotta not good. Really be careful. Now I'm itchy. It <laughs> is treated with penicillin, but mm-hmm. there are other antibiotics for those who are allergic. A rapid strep test or throat culture can be done to determine if it's scarlet fever it affects children between five and 15. Mm -hmm. And of course, not just children can get this fever. Adults that are around children closely are at risk, crowded places that could increase the risk like daycares or schools. And I know you know this, but there are many people that were allergic to penicillins when they were a kid. But 30 years later, they don't use the same additives that they had in the penicillin as they did back then. Mm. And it turns out that people weren't allergic to penicillin. They were allergic to the additives. Oh, interesting. And so a lot of people, like when we were doing the vaccine clinic, a lot of people were like, I have a penicillin allergy. I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens. It apparently happened it when long, I was a baby. Right, when and, they were a baby. And, and, and so, maybe and, it wasn't and they actually were, a true allergy And they to were to at the age that it was like, 30 years ago. Yeah. So, but people sometimes don't want to, I mean, just in case, because an al- allergy to penicillin is very severe. Yeah. My brother was allergic to penicillin. And again, he might, it might be the additives for him. Yeah. But again, like sometimes you just don't want a chance at are scared, yeah, right? Yeah. But he turned into this little elephant monster, like oh, the ele- no. the elephant man disease. Yeah. He got all puffy. He got, yeah, it was awful. Oh God. So like, I wouldn't want to, Mm mess with that. One. I wouldn't want to mess with that either. Your throat closes up. You one of, anaphylaxis. Right. One of the important things to know about the prevention is to teach children good hand hygiene. That a good cough etiquette. Yes. Okay. So, next episode we will go into some other fevers, but for now I think this is a good place to stop. Cool. Good stuff. I could pop. Very educational. Thank you. And not political. And not political <laughs> in any way. In any way. Not yeah. a lot of stories, just a lot of information. A lot of information and information talking and back and forth. And okay. No more tangents. Bye-bye. And tangents. No more tangents. Bye. <laughs> Catch you in the next episode. And don't forget to write me if you want some loot. here like making a hard boiled egg you can't un unhard <laughs> it. i put you can't make it go back to raw so doctors can only treat the symptoms and of course prevention is from from getting worse you know jello you can turn back to liquid if you swish it between your
1: teeth enough
0: i do know <laughs> that because i used to eat a lot of jello when i was a kid me too and that's really gross but you can't separate it from the gelatin. That's true. It's true. You can only make it go back to liquid. <laughs> you're only changing it
1: part way back. Yeah, you're not changing it. On can you, like, level. if you
0: made it go back to liquid, can you reform it? I don't know.
1: It'd be all spitty. Not even
0: in your mouth. Put it in a blender. Like, if you left a bowl of jello yeah. in a mold yeah, and then left it out to become liquid, can you put it back into, I don't know.
1: I wonder if that changes the proteins and the, I don't know, the, what's it called? The gelatin. That's going to be cut out too.
0: Too many tangents. <laughs> so many tangents.